0: Hello and welcome back to redeemable. I am your host Josh Hornbrooker. Let's get into it Well gang it's Christmas time and I've been told it's the happiest time of the year some of my professors tried their best to kind of circumvent that fact with the brutal finals week I had, but we made it through but it really is the happiest time of the year People have their ugly sweaters on, the snow is coming in, kids are telling the mall Santa what they want for Christmas, the parents are buying the presents, the grandparents are slipping on the ice, the in-laws are visiting, we're cutting down the Christmas tree and we're hanging up the lights. And all these things and decorations and festivities is what has kind of been solidified Is what Christmas is. Christmas is insanity. It's hectic. It's busy. And we can get so insanely busy and hectic making sure every gift on the Christmas list is bought, and making sure the house is clean enough for the family coming to visit, and this and that, we actually forget what Christmas is really about. So, naturally, I went to the one place in the world that has the most Christmas cheer, my local Walmart. And I wanted to ask them, what is the first thing that comes to mind when I say Christmas? Here's what they had to say. When I say the word Christmas, what comes to mind? Why? What you... I have a podcast. I have a mic right there. When it comes to Christmas? Yeah, one thing that comes to mind. Well, to me, uh, it's uh, Christ. Christ was, was born. Amen. Amen. God bless. Have a good night. Just one easy question. What is the first thing that comes to mind when I say Christmas? Kids? Kids. Alright, thank you. You're welcome. Have a good one. one. What does it mean to you when I say Christmas? (laughs) Tree. Like the first thing that comes to mind? Decorating. Decorating? Decorating. Okay, cool. When I say the word Christmas, what comes to mind? Santa Claus. Then again, maybe Walmart wasn't that cheerful. But trees and decorations are what a lot of people associate Christmas with. Granted, there were some that said Jesus, but the most obvious answer isn't even on most people's radar. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about symbolism. But I want to start things off by reading a short story about symbolism set approximately 1,600 years before Jesus is even born and Christmas begins. So today we're going to read just five verses from Numbers 21, verses 4 through 9. And in this passage, we find the Israelites following Moses towards the promised land, and they are, as usual, complaining. Verse 4 picks up and says, And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the people spake against God and against Moses, Wherefore, have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul loatheth this light bread. And the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much people of Israel died. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that every one that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass, and put it upon a pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he had beheld the serpent of brass, he lived." The snake on a pole from the story is actually where we originally get the Rod of Asclepius, which is the symbol for medicine. It was later altered and adapted into what you see today, particularly here in the United States. I'll post a picture of it on the Redeemable Instagram page, which you should go ahead and follow real quick. It's just Redeemable underscore podcast. But a lot of people don't actually know that that's where the medical symbol comes from, and we see it all the time depending on where you live and how many times you've fallen on ice already this winter. But generally speaking, once a message is a sign with a symbol, it's pretty difficult for that meaning to be forgotten, with some notable exceptions. One of those exceptions being the focus of this episode. But if I were to show you a picture of an eye inside a triangle, you would probably recognize that as the symbol of the Illuminati. If I put a hammer and a sickle together, you would think of communism. And when you're driving down the road and you see a big yellow M in the sky, someone is probably going to be asking you to pull over for McFlurry. Something interesting to note about this story is that the thing that was killing the Israelites was the very thing that symbolized their remedy, which was a snake. You could compare this to so many symbols in the Bible. Take the most well-known one in Christianity, for instance, the cross. It's on the logo for this podcast, and millions of people wear it on their necklace every day, including me. And that is because for many people, the cross is a symbol of hope, a second chance, a symbol of love. But the cross itself was, in all actuality, used for torture, sacrifice, and death. And I think it's important to remember that because we shouldn't forget what the gift of salvation actually cost. But I've met people that think the general recognized symbol for Christianity should actually be the empty tomb because it signifies that he has defeated death, rose again, and is indeed God. Which that isn't a bad idea, there's just two problems with that in my opinion. One of which being you can't really put a tomb on a necklace. And two, once a symbol is assigned a meaning, it's hard to remove it. But just because it's hard doesn't mean I'm not going to try and kick Santa down the chimney and replace him, or recertify, Christmas back to baby Jesus. Christmas, however, has lots of symbols, not just Santa. There's the snow, the colors green and red, Mariah Carey perhaps, But the one whose birth began the holiday is often forgotten. We did a Christmas episode two years ago on episode 6, so I'm not going to read all of Luke chapter 2, but I am going to read just a couple verses real quick. In Luke 2 verse 8, it reads, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them." and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now I'm going to read another quick Christmas story, which I'm sure this one has been ingrained into your head. It goes like this. "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. I'll stop there. Now, being honest with yourself here, which story were you more familiar with? And let me just be clear, I am in no means trying to be the Grinch this Christmas. I am just pointing out the obvious, that we have replaced fantasy with the story of the birth of God's Son, the most memorable, most monumental moment in human history is being continuously cycled out of society, and what is ushered in, or what has been ushered in, doesn't hold a light to the beautiful story of the baby born in Bethlehem. But which story do people know? Now I realize my target audience is more so Christians rather than non-believers, but of the two stories that I just read, it just seems like the second one is more recognizable and that is simply because one is in every Christmas movie, and the other, not so much. In it of itself, there's nothing wrong or bad about the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem. My issue is that more people can recite it than they can just a couple verses from Luke 2. And it's not just that old poem, it's in many things, like people saying Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas to be more inclusive, Or maybe Xmas instead of Christmas. I actually got in trouble years ago for writing in a Christmas card Merry Xmas because I didn't have enough room on the card and mom and dad actually made me erase everything and write it again just so I could fit the word Christmas into the card. And I understand that the X comes from the Greek letter and there's a whole reasoning behind it but if you notice there's always some type of reasoning behind why they take Christ out of our holidays and events and even our speech. Like for example, historians would largely recognize events in history in terms of BC or AD, meaning before Christ and Anno Domini, which is Latin for in the year of our Lord. But now it has been changed to BCE, before Common Era and CE, Common Era. That's just a small change, but it is a significant one when you're looking at any big event that is mapped out in history. Because even for people who aren't Christians and believe that Jesus is God, many more people can come to the understanding that Jesus was a historical figure that really existed. And critics of mine might say, well, Josh, St. Nicholas Owen or St. Nick was a real person. Well that's true, he was a real guy who lived back in like 280 AD, but is Saint Nick the savior of the world? They might both be carpenters, but only one has the power to save your soul, and it isn't the one with the reindeer. If you haven't stopped and looked around lately, we live in a very much me 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 society, and Christmas to a lot of people, especially kids, is only about, ooh, presents, what did I get, what did I get? And you know, that's pretty normal, because kids just haven't developed the art of gratitude and appreciation yet. Truthfully, neither have many adults, but I like to believe that as people get older, they generally learn to develop a love for giving gifts too. But really I can only speak for myself, personally, I like giving gifts more than receiving them. And we have been offered the greatest gift, salvation. And that is not something you can find under your tree from Santa. And it's not found from any material thing in this material world. Salvation only comes from the Lord. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So why do I make the case that symbolism is so important and that we need to revert it back to its original meaning? Well, it's simple it's the same reason why Twas the night before christmas is more well known than luke 2 People have forgotten what christmas is really about Christmas is a christian holiday and just like so many other things it has been secularized by the world It's beautiful story that hasn't been properly taught from generation to generation and now as a result Christmas is exploited by the supermarket chains, and we, the people, spend ridiculous amounts of money buying everything on a Christmas list. Of course, we should participate in the traditions of gift-giving, hanging up the lights, finding the perfect tree and such. All that is fun and good, but don't get so busy that on Christmas morning, Christmas is over when the presents are all opened. Christmas is the celebration of our Savior being born. It is not about celebrating ourselves, and it's not about Santa Claus. Once you take Jesus out of the equation, Christmas is going to inevitably symbolize multiple different crazy things instead of the clear and defined event that was the birth of Jesus Christ. So this Christmas, it just so happens that Christmas Day falls on a Sunday this year. So Sunday morning, me and my family will be at church. The night before, on Christmas Eve, we'll be at my church's candlelight service, where we gather together and sing songs like, O Holy Night. We're we're doing that because we still recognize Christmas for what it is, a celebration. The Savior of the world has been born. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This Christmas. Try and take a step back from the New Age materialistic version of Christmas that we have adopted where the focus is on a million other little things, and rather focus on the reason for the season. Also, don't set out your cookies and milk this year. Just set out a plate of unleavened bread and manna. Jesus is coming to town. The Bible verse for today is Isaiah 9 verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Merry Christmas, everyone. Remember, you are custom made, you are loved, and you are redeemable.